What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Friday to you. Mm -hmm. We are at the end of 1 Samuel. Can you even believe it? We're going to read with you chapters 30 and 31 today, talk about what stuck out from us, a little bit about kind of David, little Liam Neeson. Yeah. And, uh, this is Oliver. It's You're going to look at, if this was going to be a movie, <laughs> Liam Neeson would definitely be David. Because this <laughs> yeah. is like Taken 1, Taken 2, Taken 3, and Liam Neeson's got his special set of skills. What's his line? I have a special set of skills. Uh, I don't remember. Basically, gonna, I just remember a low. I don't know. Gonna, I can't watch I'm gonna, this movie. I'm going to hunt you, guys. you down and get you and get my family I back. I saw him like a decade ago, and I, that's it, but... Yeah, now, now that we have kids, that is different. No. Well, I, I, I mean, hello, who needs a movie? Read 31 and 30. It's just action. It's crazy. I mean, really, all of the Samuels is like drama, up, down, all over the place. It's, 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 yeah. an inten- it's intense. Yeah. So what, happen- <laughs> what happens here is what David happen? and yeah. his men are off fighting, waging war. While they're gone, some of their enemies sneak in and ransack their camp. Yeah. They take their wives and their kids, mm-hmm. and they run. They killed none of them. They carried them off. Yeah, they carried them <laughs> off. And so when you read verse 6, you get this picture as to what's happening when David and his men return. Mm-hmm. You want to read verse 6 for us? I do. David was greatly distressed because uh, the men were talking about stoning him. Oh, yes. Yep. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord. Did I... That's right. Okay, I thought I skipped the line. That's just like leadership failure right there is because in the past, if you pay attention to other battles in First Samuel, it almost always says right. David would take like two-thirds of his men to fight, mm-hmm. and then he'd leave one-third to protect camp. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. And so these guys want to kill him now. And, and then what happens? Well, David ponies up. He's like, all right, we're going to go get our wives and children back. Liam Neeson, let's do this. But... Some of the guys are like so mad and like, oh, we're too tired. Yeah, they start whining and complaining. I'm like, I'm going to tell your wife that. You got tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Can't I'm go exhausted. Sa- save my family. You wuss. <laughs> you stay home. We'll go save the day. So if you look at verses um, 16 through 20, it kind of sums up then what happens after. They meet one of the Amalekite or Egyptian slaves and yeah. tells them where to go. Yeah, and it says, he led David down. And there they were scattered over the countryside, eating, drinking, and reveling because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of Philistines and from Judah. David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day, and none of them got away because David has a special set of skills. Except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything that had been taken. David brought everything back. They brought it back saying, this is David's plunder. So he had a, a leadership mistake right away, not not protecting home base, but he redeems himself. Yeah, here. and then what's interesting is when they come back and they have, you know, everyone and everything, uh, they return to see the men that didn't go with them. And instead of not sharing with them everything, which would have been pretty you know, yeah. common because like, you oh. didn't come and risk yeah. your life to save your own <laughs> wives and children. Um, David, kind of being the king and the leader that he is, decides that no, you know, we're going to share with them the the plunder. 
you know, everything that they had. Mm -hmm. And so by doing that, it's kind of bringing unity um, and and kind of like loyalty unto David. So let's read verses 23 and 25. What does that say? David replied, no, my brothers, you must not do when they said that they uh, don't want to share, right? Do that, yeah, with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and handed over to us the forces that came against us. Who will listen to what you say? The share of the men who stayed with the supplies is to be the same as that of him who went down to the battle. All will share alike. David made this a statute and ordinance for Israel from that day to this day. Mm-hmm. So David, mistake earlier, he didn't protect home base. Now he's learning. My group is mad at me. They wanted to stone him, wanted to kill him. And now he's bringing unity back to the group. Mm-hmm. And so one, you're bringing unity back to the group. But two, later on when David's anointed king, all these guys remember what David's done for them. Yeah. And they support him. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. loyal. So... What's interesting here, though, is if you backtrack and you look at verses 6, 7, and 8, you get yeah. a glimpse as to like the, the the despair that had set in David's heart. Because I can't imagine a, a worse situation than me coming home and Bobby mine. and my kids are stolen, and then all my friends, Uncle Ken, Mike Kim, Mike the Master, want to kill me. <laughs> like That's what happened to David. His family's gone, and his best friends want to stone him. Because they're mad at him. And so in that situation, you got to wonder, what do you do? Yeah. how do you cope? How do yeah. you cope with such despair? And you want to read those for us and see what does David do? Sure. So this is verses 7 and 8. Then David said to Abithar, the priest, the son of Abimelech, bring me my ephod. What is that? Ephod. Yeah, it's like a priestly garment. Yes. Abithar um, brought it to him and David inquired to the Lord. Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in this rescue. And so before that, I didn't read verse 6, sorry. It ends like this. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Mm -hmm. Then David said to Abithar the priest, the son of Abimelech. Yeah. So again, think about a time in your life where it was really hard and you despaired. Like, what, what did you do? How did you handle that time? Yeah, did you find strength in the Lord? Yeah, did we, yeah. how do you cope, really, right. though? I think some people turn to food and TV and drink, sleep. Um, hopefully, though, we do turn to the Lord. And that's what David's doing here. He turns to the Lord. He consults him. Mm-hmm. And so I guess a word of encouragement for you and then just for all of us today is um, don't wait for hardship to consult the Lord. David was in a really rough spot here. But if you think back to the Psalms and to yeah, David's life. David's he, lifetime. He was a shepherd boy mm-hmm. who played the harp and sought the Lord. When mm-hmm. he was all by himself, he was the runt of Jesse's family. Mm-hmm. His brothers didn't think much of him. And he was pursuing a relationship with God. And then a lot of the Psalms, too, they open up with mm-hmm. even distress. Like, God, where are you? And mm-hmm. David wrote those Psalms. Don't turn your face from me. Answer me, Lord, please. And then they end with hope surely and, god is faithful yeah, yeah. joy and the desire and the, and the belief that peace is coming mm-hmm. um so don't wait for hardship to spend time with god because when it comes there'll be a temptation to cope in many different ways but david here he consults the lord he turns back on him um yeah do you have anything else you want to add well it's just curious like you said like david's wife his family his friends are gone and you know like those are those are safe places to consult 
like Clark is saying, like people yeah. in our lives. Um, but the end all be all, like Clark said, when David was a shepherd boy, when David was facing Goliath, when David was on the run from Saul, like his his life has been woven um, by abiding in the Lord. And, and we, we're going to read, like even, even as he enters sin, that uh, because his heart is soft and because his heart is near the Lord, he's able to repent mm-hmm. and to stay near. And so... It's just, um, it's one of those things too, like we read and it's like, oh, you know, this is going on. He's greatly distressed, but David found strength in the Lord, his God. And what that makes me think of, like you said, is the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not able to come up with that verse right now. I actually have it memorized to the tune of a song because I used to sing hymns. Um, but how are you able to, when the, like, what is, what is anchoring you? What is, we talk about how, like, when you trust the, and treasure the Lord, you have stories of his faithfulness that you remember in your heart. You have, um, you have verses that you've stored away, not because you've memorized them, because you know them in your heart. You have experiences with God in the past that you're resting on, um, because of how he's been faithful, you can turn to him in the present and in the future. And so I don't know if that's a journal or you're writing it down or you're processing it just mentally. Uh, how are you able to actually actively recall those things in the present time? Because, you know, sometimes things happen and in the moment, we're so grateful and, and, and we remember, but then we forget. And then, you know, a couple months, maybe a couple days go by or whatever, and something else hard comes up and like, oh God, you know, where are you? We forget. Mm -hmm. And so what are you doing to actively recall, like Clark said, so that way it's an everyday practice. It's not just when hard times come because that, that is David's life. It has been in his creativity and his, um, in his battles and his, you know, allies and his kingship. And so, um, yeah, I'm just encouraged, like Clark said, mm-hmm. that uh, when this hard thing is coming, that David is saying, okay, God, you know, where are you at? Here we go. Yeah. I trust you. Let's do this. Yeah, I guess so the, the other takeaway to backtrack to the beginning is um, kind of David's leadership learnings here when he shares his plunder to bring unity and friends back to his group. Right. I, I think of Luke 16, 9, Jesus is talking about use your worldly wealth to gain friends, basically. It's like use your mm-hmm. stuff for kingdom purposes. Mm, yeah. And so one, how do you cope when hard times come? And two, David shared the plunder with the guys who didn't deserve it. How are we using our worldly things to gain friends for mm. kingdom purposes? So there's First um, Samuel 30 and 31. That's yeah. all we got for you. Thanks for being with us here. We're headed into 2 Samuel next, you guys. God bless you today and this weekend. Worship with us on Sunday, online or in person. Uh, I know you'll be uplifted and the Lord will be glorified. God bless you guys. Later. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.